Thanks for joining us for the special Mideast Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Barag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Peace and safety? More like lies and deceit. In today's message, Pastor J.D. exposes the works of darkness in the agreements that were proposed to be for the good of the Jews. God chose those people and the land that they inhabit. No man on earth has the right to undo what God created in and for his people. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update at jdfarag.org. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on October 29th, 2023. May I just humbly speak the truth in love by quoting verbatim page 38 under section 21. The heading is, and I'm quoting verbatim, end of claims, end of conflict. Wait, end of claims. Wait, so the Jews have to end their claims on Jerusalem if they want to end the conflict. Exactly. No, but Jerusalem belongs to the Jew. They have a legitimate claim to Jerusalem. God chose Jerusalem to put His name on. We talked about that a couple, three weeks ago. So now we've got to bring that to an end and no longer because we gotta, we got to make everybody happy here. Because, see, basically this is written in such an insidious way so as to imply that Israel must comply with the agreement and end all their claims in order to end the conflict. And this is wrong on every level. Fast forward to September 2020, and Trump's Abraham Accords peace agreement. A couple of quotes, again verbatim from page one, quoting, determined to ensure lasting peace, stability, security, and prosperity for both their states, and to develop and enhance their dynamic and innovative economies. Aww. Recognizing that, still quoting, the Arab and Jewish peoples are descendants of a common ancestor, Abraham, and inspired in that spirit to foster in the Middle East a reality in which Muslims, Jews, Christians, and peoples of all faiths, denominations, beliefs, and nationalities live in and are committed to a spirit of coexistence, mutual understanding, and mutual respect. 
Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life, and there is no way to the Father except through me. Not Muhammad. There is no other God. We don't coexist. Jehovah and Allah are not synonymous. Allah is a false God, Islam a false religion, and Muhammad a false prophet. There is only one true God, the God of Israel. But this is exactly what we're told in the book of Revelation will happen during the seven-year tribulation, right? There will be a one-world religion. And it's happening. I'm, I'm back in the street again. Can we just, can we get me out of the middle of traffic, please? Here's a quote from page two under paragraph four titled, and I'm quoting verbatim, peace and stability. The party shall attach profound importance to mutual understanding, cooperation, and coordination between them in the spheres of peace and stability, peace and security. Wow, Lord, you, you said when they're saying these words that Sudden destruction is going to come upon them, not us, and they, not us, will not escape. Cool. Because there's a distinction between they and we. They will not escape, but we who are alive and remain will escape. The rapture has been referred to as the great escape. I love it. Well, I don't love it. I'm getting more militant as I get older. When someone says, you pre-trib rapture people, you just want to escape. I'm like, you don't? <laughs> now, to the question of how all of this applies to the recent developments in Israel after the horrific Hamas attack against Israel. I know I run the risk of an oversimplification, but just let me say this way that this is the textbook way to obtain peace. What do you mean? You want to obtain peace, start a pre-planned war. Let me say the same thing in a different way. We, we want peace. Well, how are we going to get peace? Let's start a war. It'll be crying for peace and the man of peace, as he's called. I'm going to leave that one right there. This is why what's happening is happening, and as Bible prophecy tells us, so too is this why it's going in the direction it's going. It's happening now. Let me borrow a football metaphor. The field is Israel, the end zone is Jerusalem, and the goalposts in the end zone is the Temple Mount. So, it's just a matter of time before the opponent reaches the end zone with their sole goal of a false peace via the false Christ. When, not if that happens, and it's now about to happen, the seven-year tribulation will commence with the seven-year peace agreement prophesied in Daniel 9.27. Here's the good news. 
The rapture of the church has to happen before the Antichrist is revealed and the seven-year tribulation begins. Then, when, not if, when this happens, and it's now about to happen, the third temple will be rebuilt. They're already ready, already ready, at the ready, and it will be ready for the midpoint. Then, when, not if, when that happens, and that will happen at the three and a half year mark, the Antichrist will commit the abomination causing desolation, as we just read. One last comment, we'll bring it in for a close. Please hear my heart again. I will never play it safe. I will never play it safe. And I'm coming to the place in this privileged call that God has on my life, I will preach every time I'm privileged to like it's the last time I ever will. And I am telling you that it is happening now. Oh, you're taking a risk. You're going to be called a date setter. Stand in line, pick a number. Don't pick a date though, pick a number. (laughs) Lord knows my heart. I'm riding, I'm in the middle of the streets, last time, and I'm out of the traffic, okay? I'm in the middle of the streets, it's happening now, Jesus is coming, the rapture is going to happen now. No, this guy over here, nobody's going to believe him, come on. Get out of the middle of the road, you crazy drunk. No, it's happening. It's really happening. It's happening. Please listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Listen to me. Now, I heard this other guy say, yeah, we might have another 50 years. 50 years? What? Maybe I could just say this, and maybe this is just better said. Anytime anyone says anything that lends itself to your and my master delaying his coming, they're wrong. Matthew 24. No, we got time. No hurry. They're wrong. They're wrong. Well, what makes you so sure it's now? That'll be part two. (laughs) There's no way. I mean, that's a 58-week series on just that one alone. I will never play it safe, because all they're trying to do is is cover themselves. All that's all they're doing. It's self-preservation. They're trying to play it safe, because, see, when a guy like me, as crazy as I am, and I am crazy for Christ, just so you know, a guy like me, as crazy as I am, I would rather stand up here again, as is my privilege to every week, and say to you, it's going to happen now, not 10, 50 years from now. I would rather stand up here and tell you that, because I know I'm being true to the Word of God. That's the truth in love. See, I don't want anyone to ever say to me, to say nothing of Jesus Himself saying to me, why didn't you say something? 
Oh, you played it safe. You played it safe. No, man, this guy, he's, I think I believe him as crazy as he is. He's banging on my window and crawling up on my cab, on my truck, and I think he's, he's right. I believe him. There's going to be a lot of those truck drivers in heaven because someone dared with a sanctified strength and a holy boldness to speak the truth in love. Here's the bottom line. All that I shared with you from Bible prophecy today is the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth in love. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the good news of salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. That's the gospel. The gospel of Jesus Christ. The ABCs of salvation is just a tool to share the gospel. Should the Lord ever grant you the grace and the profound privilege again to share Jesus with somebody. And if there was ever a time with the urgency of the hour in which we're living to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus, that time is now, now. The A is for admit or acknowledge, because why would you need a Savior if you don't acknowledge that you're a sinner? What's the point? Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned, all, and fall short of the glory of God. We were all born sinners, which is why we must be born again to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 sort of packages the bad news first with the good news. What's the bad news? Well, there's a cost. The wages of sin is death. It's the death penalty. That's the bad news. Here's the good news. The gift of God, good news, is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. We've all sinned. We were all born sinners, but Jesus was born to die so that we could be born again to live. That's the A. Here's the B, very central. Believe in your heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, which we're going to see next. Believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 says, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. Again, John three sixteen, we know it backwards and forwards, right? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever would go through a 12-week Bible study, fill out an application, make sure they qualify and are worthy enough. No, believe. Believe. And the sea again, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks, calling upon the Lord, or confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord. Romans 10.13 says, all who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Very simple. Childlike simple. Well, today's But God Testimony is actually a testimony that I was given permission to share from 
D. Mangan, one of our amazing transcribers who I had quoted last week, but first I have to share with you an email that I received that really started this whole thing. It's from Don Gerald, and it was in response to my mentioning of Matt and D. Here's what she wrote. Hi, Pastor J.D. Greetings from Massachusetts. I heard you talk about D and Matt Mangan today. I am so blown away that you had mentioned them because I had shared the gospel with D when we were working together at Barnes and Noble back in the early 2000s. Oh, it gets better. This is so cool. She and Matt started coming to our home fellowship where we would watch VHS video teachings from Times Square Church. We missed them tremendously when they left for Key West, then to Hawaii, as Matt was in the Coast Guard. I know she was very involved with Operation Christmas Child, but to hear that she transcribes your messages, which are part of a worldwide ministry, just amazes me. If I hadn't been obedient, listen to what she says, if I hadn't been obedient the day we met, who knows what would have happened. God is so amazing. My husband and I love your teaching. We also love your passion and sense of humor. I love you too. And then she she ends by saying, how how apropos, thank you for sharing the truth through the Word. May God bless you richly, Don Gerald. Well, anyway, I I get this email. I'm forwarding it. D! Here's her response. Hello, J.D. That is so sweet that Don wrote that. Thank you for passing that on. She and her husband, Mark, are amazing people. The way God saved me and used Don was so cool. I can't count the O's. Here's a quick synopsis of my testimony of God saving me and how He used Don. To God be the glory. He saved even someone like me who was listening to demonic voices, thinking it was my conscience speaking. Thank you again for your faithfulness to speak the truth. They did not know that I was going to be talking about this today, the truth of God each week. Much love in Christ. D. Here's her testimony. As I look back, I can see the many ways the Holy Spirit was working in my life to draw me to Jesus Christ. For the sake of time, I'll fast forward to the year 2000. I was living in Massachusetts, just graduated from college, and had been pondering the question, what's going to happen to me after I die? This question troubled me greatly. One day, out of desperation, I sincerely asked something like the following out loud, God, if you're real and you can hear me, could you reveal yourself to me and let me know who you are? Within a day or two, I was with some of my roommates grocery shopping. While in the frozen food aisle, a young lady walked up to me and invited me to a Bible study being held at a local coffee shop. She gave me her information and left. I was stunned because she only came up to me and not my friends. When I got home, I talked to my roommates about this. They all warned me not to go. It's probably a cult, they said. So I didn't go. But I held on to her info and continued thinking about going. A few weeks went by, and finally I purposed in my heart that I was going to go to the Bible study. When I went to retrieve the paper with the young lady's info, I couldn't find it anywhere. I was devastated. 
Out of desperation, I once again spoke out loud to God, God, I know I blew the chance you gave me. (laughs) Please send someone else to me, and I promise I won't mess up this time. Some time had passed, one to two months. During that time I was dabbling here and there, reading spiritual books. I managed to get my hands on a Bible. I read some of Romans, and things were literally jumping off the page, and it really made sense. I was so freaked out, I shut the Bible. In the meantime, I started the part-time job at Barnes and Nobles. One morning I was putting my till in the register and getting ready for the store to open that day. I saw another employee coming with her till and placing it in the register on the opposite end of the checkout counter. I later found out her name was Dawn. A voice spoke to me and clearly told me not to speak to that woman because she was evil. I thought this was my conscience talking to me, so I purposed in my heart that I was going to stay away from her. Well, this is where things get weird. My brain blanks out. I remember agreeing with the voice that I would not go near that evil lady, but what seemed like a second later, I found myself standing by Dawn's register, speaking with her and asking her all kinds of questions about God and the Bible. I don't know how I got to her register. I don't remember walking over there. I don't remember how we got talking. And the funny thing is, Don doesn't remember either. So all I can say is God did something supernatural. After talking to Don, I knew without a doubt that the God of the Bible is the only God. Well, it turned out that Don and her husband were in a Christian band, and they had worship and Bible study at their house every Friday night. I started attending, was born again, and committed my life to Jesus Christ in their living room. Their small circle of believers discipled me until I moved out of the area three years later. Only God can do that. Come on up. Why don't you go ahead and stand. We'll close in prayer and song. Once again, I appreciate your patience. Lord, thank you that you are the truth. Thank you that you are love. Not have love, but you are love. And you are the truth. Lord, thank you that we have the truth to anchor ourselves to and test everything by. Lord, thank you for that that foundation of truth from which to build upon and to test the spirits. Lord, you've spoken the truth to us in advance about what's going to happen at the time of the end, and it's happening now. So we know this is the truth. And we know your return draws ever so nigh. So Lord, for anyone who might be here in this church or watching online that has never called upon you, I I pray, O God, that the Holy Spirit would so deeply move them and lead them to you, the truth, Jesus that today would be the day of their salvation. And for those of us that are saved and have been walking with you for some of us many years, Lord, we are so weary and we want to go home because this world is not our home. 
we've long overstated our welcome in this world, which we were never welcomed in to begin with. So Lord, please, Jesus, will you come and come quickly, we pray. Maranatha, in Jesus' name, amen. You've been listening to a Prophecy Update with Pastor J.D. Farag on In Spirit and Truth. Thanks for tuning in to study the Word of God. As you continue to learn about the things that are happening all around us and how that relates to the Bible, take some time to pray for this nation and for the world as a whole. How all the details will play out is still unknown, but God treasures the prayers that are offered on behalf of His people and the world around them. Continue to delve deep into God's Word on your own and gain some useful insight about these things in addition to what you hear from Pastor J.D. Are there some things that you heard today that really touched home in your heart that you'd appreciate some prayer over? We'd be honored to pray for you. Let us know what those requests are by going to jdfarag.org and then fill out the form under contact. Once again, that website is jdfarag.org. You can also find us on social media. You'll find links to Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube on our website. And we encourage you to follow them so you can stay up to date with all that's happening at Calvary Chapel Kaneohe and in spirit and truth. If you're wanting to access these things on the go, we have a mobile app that's available for iPhone and Android users. Just look under the resources tab. That's all we have time for today, but thanks for joining us. We look forward to our next edition where you'll get the opportunity to hear more insightful things about the days that we're living in and how that intersects with what's been predicted in the Bible. Join us again here on In Spirit and Truth.